What's up, everybody? We're back with a brand new episode of the All Punked Up Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Winters. We've got my partners in crime with us today, Allie, Julia, and Bailey. What's up? This is Bailey's first episode of Hopefully Many with us. Bailey is a longtime friend of mine. Um, I think we both got into the same music scene uh, around the same time. Uh, it was probably right before the Link 182 hit big with Enema of the State. Would you say that's right, Bailey? I'd say that it's safe to say that we grew up together. I'd say that it's safe to say that we played and lived and breathed the same scene. So I'm yes, glad to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So after announcing that we were going to try and drop these new episodes weekly, uh, we were kind of hit with a little lull in the news uh, the last two weeks. So there just wasn't anything really worth discussing. And I didn't want to put out an episode for the sake of just putting out an episode. I always want to make sure these episodes provide value to you guys. So I didn't want to put out something that wasn't up to par with um, what our standards are. But we're back yes, now. we have standards. Yes, we do. <laughs> so what have you guys been up to the last few weeks? Um, I've been working on an EP with my band uh, for the past couple of weeks. We just tracked guitars yesterday. Next week we're doing vocals. And, um, yeah, other than that, I've just been applying for jobs, working my portfolio, helping my sister get ready for school. She had her first day of school today. Yay. Woo! College online! I remember the days of tracking guitar and singing and all that, so enjoy that, Allie. Take it in. I definitely will. Long time coming. How's the job search going? (laughs) Um, well... Uh, I did get a freelance writing position at Once to Watch. Shout out to Once to Watch. We love your content. Keep it up. Um, Once to Watch, if anybody isn't familiar, is a um, writing blog, you know, similar to All Punked Up, um, run through Live Nation. Right now, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to create content for them. Right now, of course, like if you paid attention to our last long ep- episode of the podcast, you'll know that Live Nation, we covered it. They've had quite a hit uh, due to the pandemic. Um, So the position is free freelance, as I like to call it. But (laughs) at this point, like, I just just write, and I wanted to write for them just out of love for the game, if you will. I mean, I've wanted to work for them for a long time. Um, And now that the opportunity is here, I'm excited to, you know, support the music industry and support a website that I love you know, I won't be competing, though, with All Punked Up. I won't do anything punk related. <laughs> well, it's all I mean, it's all about networking right now and, mm-hmm. and getting the experience. So as long as you're getting that, that's yeah. that's fine. Julia, what have you been up to? So life's been really crazy. Um, I just started a full time teaching job on top of all the lovely stuff that I get to do with All Punked Up. Congratulations. Um, and the students start on Monday in person. We've been online for a week, and it's just been crazy. Like, technology has not been reliable, and I don't think the students or the schools are ready to go back, but we'll see how it goes. So, are you guys using you know, Zoom? I heard it went down on Monday, like, hard. Yeah, so Zoom crashed on Monday, Canvas crashed. We have, for our in-person classes, over double the capacity of the classrooms right now. It's crazy. So safe. Damn. So, but I'm happy that we get to do stuff like this and talk about the scene we love because that's a great distraction from all of that. (laughs) All right, Bailey, what about you, man? 
So I'm really excited to talk to you about the bands that I care about and, and try and add value to to what we're doing here. Uh, I do a lot of stuff and I speak and, and I have a loud mouth and I don't want to hog any of the space that we have right now for anything other than that. Um, I'm really excited about Star Wolf's new single. I didn't know it was a part of an EP. I was only hoping that it was. I sent you a link to that and I'm hoping we can set up an interview soon. Um, it's it's a tasty jam. It's like um, – it's like a jazzy version of Maroon 5, and I don't mean – I mean like songs about Jane. I don't mean that in in the um, the commercial sense after that. It's just – it's crazy to know that they're uh, just going for it. The video is psychedelic. It's awesome um, and uh, really excited about The Dangerous Summer. They are crushing it right now. They uh, just hit a post on Spotify, and I've got to get the amount of views that they have, but it was uh, in – About 600,000. Yeah. Let's see, forgive me. 600,000. Yeah. And it's been out for like two months or something? Yeah. But no, that's what I'm pumped about. So thanks for uh for having me on. Yeah, man, no problem. I'm I'm excited to have you on just because we go way back and you know, we we just share the same love for the scene. Like and I think I talked to you before, you know, when we were trying to set this up and, and get you going and how like, you know, back in high school we were listening to, you know, pop punk, punk all the time. And we graduate high school. I ended up kind of getting away from the scene because I was hanging around different people in, in college and whatnot. But man, the scene just always seems to pull you back. You can't get away from pop punk and in the feeling that that, that music gives you. It, it's just nice. It, it almost feels nostalgic in a way having you, uh, on, on with us. Well, it, so I it appreciate should. it. It should because there's a lot of really good memories in all those tunes and all those albums. And to correct it, that thing's been out for a month, one month, and they've got 700,000 streams on Spotify. That's Dang. at least eight dollars. That's at least you can fill your your gas tank with that. No, yes. um, but yeah, I pay artists more, please. <laughs> right. Please, please. Now they have these three sixty deals where they want everything from you. Oof, that makes my stomach hurt. Ugh. Yeah. Well, for so since quarantine, you know, uh, people have been doing new things and trying new stuff. Um, my five year old daughter and I have decided that we wanted to learn how to skateboard. So yes. we've so for the last couple of weeks we've been doing that. Um, I've always been envious of people who know how to skateboard. I've always been a fan of extreme sports. Absolutely love watching the X Games. Just never really pushed myself to really learn to skate. Um, I had friends who knew how. I rolled with those kids when I was younger. Uh, I just never learned. But at 34 years old, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna learn to freaking skate. So we're doing it. So. And I have to say my daughter, who's, who's five, is doing really well right now. She's she's pushing with her, you know, with her right foot or whatever. And she finally started getting it on the board now. So it, it's pretty exciting. So if I can just, like, learn to ollie and kickflip and maybe grind, I think I will be one super happy camper. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I that kickflip down. Yeah. Um, so. That's awesome. Skating is, like, very cathartic, very therapeutic. I'm really glad to see you. Uh, you and your daughter have that experience together. It's awesome. Yeah, I think I think That's I'll probably also. yeah. It, yeah, and it's fun. It is a bonding experience for us. But uh, I think what I'll end up doing is you know taking some video of me sucking at first, and then hopefully seeing like a progression over like a year, or a few months, or something. And I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool to look back on. If you do it once a day for thirty days, you'll be better. That's all it is. You That's true. Just yep. once, just try it. You'll be amazed in how far you've gone. Yep. I, I agree. And that, that's the thing. I just, we want to be consistent and do it, 
do it every day. I've tried to do it every day. Every day. There you go. So. Cool. All right. So let's go ahead and get to some news. As I said previously, the last few weeks have just been so slow with news. Nothing really worth discussing. Um, but there has been a little bit of news coming out uh, this week. Um, for one, one in particular, uh, I do have a bone to pick with a major news source in the scene. We're not going to drop mm-hmm. any names, but this source is the biggest player in the scene news game right now. Uh, so they posted an article titled, See uh, Frank Carriero's uh, Upfront Response to an MCR Fan Asking for New Music. I thought, okay, awesome. I, when I saw that title, I was like, let's see when some new My Chemical Romance music is coming out. So yeah. I click on the article. And I find out I was clickbaited so freaking hard. There is literally nothing about uh, any new My Chemical uh, Romance songs coming or not coming. Nothing mentioned about it. All that was referenced was Frank responding to a tweet from a fan that said, we're still waiting on new music with the band, just saying. Frank's response was, you're definitely going to have to narrow down the band for me. And that's it. That's all they wrote about in regard to new possible music for My Chemical Romance. So that's the information you got when you came for so much more based on the title. The rest of the article just went on to talk about how he named a fan's freaking dog. So yeah. you come to find out about the possibility of new My Chemical Romance music, but instead you get news Frank named a fan's dog. Yeah, so I saw a similar post for this news outlet, um, and I was reading through the comments because I was just wanting to see how people were reacting to it. And somebody commented, this news outlet has become the BuzzFeed of the alternative music scene. And I thought, well, damn, that's insulting to BuzzFeed. Because, like, BuzzFeed does have, like, a long-form news section that, like, does work really, really hard to produce well-researched and accurate, like, content for their readership. And I was just like, well, shit. <laughs> like, you know it's bad when people, like, say that you're, like, the most mediocre or whatever, and then it turns out you're even worse than that. Like, what's even the word? For, the word for it is just bad. You're just bad. And I feel terrible... I feel really terrible for this outlet because I have friends that work there. I, you know, used to do video stuff for them. And it it's frustrating because I, I think I'm pretty sure all of us have been fans of this news outlet, you know, in our youth, you know. And to see it, like, just turn into what it is now... It's just disappointing. Like I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm getting to a point where I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So I just think, like, what's the freaking point? I just feel like this publication does do this stuff all the time, and just being clickbaity and filling their articles just full of fluff. It takes forever to find out what you came for in their articles. I will go on the record and say that All Punked Up will never write articles like that, it, at least not as long as I'm in charge. Uh, I don't like to be clickbaited because I know that no one has time to read articles that don't give any value whatsoever, and because I, I don't like how I feel when I've been baited. 
So I know nobody else feels great. Uh, it's not great. a positive feeling. Right. I did um, want to get that off my chest, though. Yeah, you're also very hungry, and you want to put out content that you want to see. Um, I think that the landscape right now is very bare bones, and I don't know if you have seen the same trend where podcasting and interviews is almost becoming the first source of news instead of the last. And if those people are salespeople, then good for them. I mean, you you did your job, but um, my, people might not come back. I mean, you can only do that so many times, and you're you've already lost credibility with the audience for clickbait. And I mean, some of these publications are just posting Instagram uh, screenshots. <laughs> it's like yep. everybody saw that, everybody I, got it, but you're trying to make money off of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't be wrong. Like sometimes using screenshots can be good for providing context and making sure that you're getting your quotes, you know, correct. But I think when you overuse it and rely solely on, you know, social media posts, that can, I mean, social media can only tell you so much. Think about the hole that this publication has created, and now you have the chance to fill it mm-hmm. with something that's that has meat. And, and has context and it's a genuine story. I yeah. just feel it's much more impactful for you being a fan of something to write it. And then you get to cut through all the fat of the internet and it just mm-hmm. goes straight to the top mm-hmm. because it is that human story. And they, again, they can only do that for so long. I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to close up shop. It's just like a restaurant serving bad food. Mm-hmm. People won't tell you that you have bad food. They just won't go back. They'll tell all their friends how bad your food was, and then all of a sudden you don't have a restaurant anymore. Right, unless they're an avid Yelp reviewer. You know, you know the you know the type. God. <laughs> Everybody's a critic. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. What a complicated world we live in. Isn't it? Mm, it's fantastic. So, speaking of complicated, um, the scene has been flooded again with uh, sexual misconduct allegations. Oh, um, what a transition right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you set us up, so it's perfect. <laughs> but, Allie, I think you got some news uh, on that, that front. Not- that is not what I thought we were going to talk about next, according to my notebook. Um, but I guess here we are. Um, yeah, so if you spend way too much time on Twitter, um, like I do, um, I saw the other day that there was a hashtag trending, which is, of course, how everybody likes to do activism these days instead of, you know, actually doing things. Um so this hashtag running around was we stand with Brendan Urie and I was like what did he do or what happened to him what happened so um apparently um sexual assault allegations have come out against Brendan and this is not you know the first time in the past couple of months hell the last couple of years decades take your pick um, that people from, you know, prominent people from the alternative music world have been called out on inappropriate behavior with minors, inappropriate behavior with bandmates, friends and family, you know, just in general, things that you definitely shouldn't do. And I, we, of course, you know, here at APU, we don't like to jump to conclusions. Um, right now, everything is alleged. Brendan doesn't, hasn't made a statement yet. 
at least to our knowledge, at the time of this taping. Um, but yeah, right now, the things that are the top, like, three things on this long list are um, sexual misconduct and assault with minors, um, ableist and racist remarks caught on video, and force and joking about raping fans at shows and of course um homophobic remarks great even though he himself has come out as pansexual like i think a couple years ago which is interesting um and then the thing that bothers me the most so like brendan if you've ever been to his live show i haven't I personally have never been to a Panic live show. I know Sin Against God right there. I know such a missed opportunity. But apparently what he used to do, he used to, like, make out with his bandmate um, on stage during shows. And his bandmate has, like, gone on the record and said, like, I hate that. That's not what I'm into. Uh, I've told him no, and he still does it anyway as a joke. You know, that's just, you know, that's that's assault right there with uh, somebody that you're supposed to have a close creative relationship to. And that's just, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. There's a lot happening. I think it's just very frustrating overall to hear about these people that we've looked up to for a long time. And in the last couple of months, um, a lot of people have come forward with a lot of different artists. Um, it is frustrating because it's not a joke. If someone doesn't want that to happen to them, that shouldn't be happening. Even if it's on stage and it's a show, they should be consenting to the act mm-hmm. to put on that show. So when you hear these things, it gets very frustrating, um, especially because, you know, it changes your whole view of them and you're going to try not to let it, especially as we don't know what's going on for sure. We don't have a lot of things confirmed. But um, that video that we were discussing earlier from, I believe it was on Reddit or something. Mm-hmm. It was Tumblr. And, but yeah. I just think watching that video, I had never seen a video where I heard Brendan talk in that way saying, oh, I don't care if you want it or not. Like, we're going to do it. And then talking to his bandmate, you're going to watch. And I think for me, like that clip, when I got to the very end of that clip, I literally wanted to throw up. Like, yeah. I felt so sick. And this is somebody that I love. And maybe he was a little tipsy, you know, on stage trying to put on this performance. Um, but the way the fans just screamed when he said, even if you don't want it, why were they cheering for that? Like, why was that the reaction? I get we all get to be crazy fans. We don't even pay attention sometimes to, like, what people say. Mm-hmm. But it really just, like, the last couple of months with all of these things going on and seeing all these posts and videos and people parting waves from bands, you know, mm. lots of bands have said goodbye to members yeah, Paris over the past couple of months. And I just think that it's really opened my eyes to how much this happens and how we should all be more aware and more conscious and be holding people accountable. Like if, if we see band members or bands that we work with or for doing inappropriate things, someone needs to bring it to someone's attention. Yeah. Like we can't sit here and be these bystanders and condone this behavior or ignore this behavior because ignoring it is just as bad as condoning it because mm-hmm. we're still letting it happen and we're not doing anything about it. Right. Well, the thing is, too, like if you see something, you, you can't expect the victims to come out and say something right away. So if you're a band member or you're a friend or whatever and you see something, speak for that person. You know, we've seen it time and time again that victims take it takes time for them to work up the courage to come out and and say something. So we got to assume that that trend is going to keep happening. So yeah. 
if you see a friend or you see a band member, you see somebody not doing something appropriately, say something. Stick up for that person. Stick up for the person they're treating inappropriately. Right. Even it's, if you're wrong and you're what you're assuming about what you're seeing is not what's going on and things are consensual and things are mutual, it might be a little awkward for about five seconds when you bring it to somebody's attention. But once you clear the air, it's all over and it's fine. And if it was not consensual and mutual and things like that, then you just saved somebody or you became the voice for somebody who's still trying to process what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So. I think the worst thing that can happen is if you do notice something and you do talk to somebody about what you see or what you hear, the worst thing that's going to happen is this awkward conversation. Oh, no, I consented to that. Like, that was fine. Or, you know what I mean? So I think it's just why do people fear that awkward conversation? Worst thing that could happen is you could be wrong and then, okay, everything's clear. Everyone's good, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, like, I mean, as, you know, I I completely relate with your statement of it can take a long time for somebody who's experienced these things to, one, process it, and then, two, feel, you know, brave enough to come forward. Because, I mean, I I myself, and I'll I'll out myself for this, I have been a victim of sexual assault, and it took me many years to, like, even become... uh, Comfortable isn't the word, because you never truly become comfortable it took many years to acknowledge i guess is the term we're going to go with here to acknowledge that you can talk and communicate with people about it and you can find people who can help you work through traumas you've experienced and feelings that you experienced i think a lot of people need to realize that, you know, there are people that you can talk to sooner. Because I think, you know, when you're young, and me included and many people that I know that experience similar things that are on the same age I did, you're not very aware of what your resources are. Um, or you're not, and you're not really aware that, you know, talking about it is okay. At least like in the play, I mean, I grew up in the South, you just don't talk about that kind of stuff. So like, I think if anybody's listening right now, there are resources for you and there is a community for you. And it's okay to take your time to speak and it is okay to speak. But right now, what we really need are people to speak. We can't be quiet about this anymore. I think that we need to speak, especially for minors, too, because when you're that age, you don't know what's going on and you don't realize sometimes what the problem is because when you're 15, 16, 17, I was like that too. I thought I knew everything. I thought I was an adult. I'm responsible and I know everything. And so when you're, you know, that age and you have these older guys in bands and they're super cool and all of this stuff, you don't even realize that them hitting on you, just hitting on you is inappropriate. And any step further than that is 100% illegal and unsafe. And so I think for minors, especially if a, if a 15 year old girl goes to her 18 year old sister and tells her about an incident with a guy in a band that's over, you know, 21, somebody needs to go and say something like that's not someone needs to help her process that that's not the normal and that's not okay. And as much of an adult as you are working towards being you are still a child and people shouldn't take advantage of you like that and at that age you can't process that you you can't 
And so that's why part of the reason why especially minors take so long to process it is you get to be 22, 23 years old. And then you realize at that point in time, oh, he was this age in this mental state while I was still in that teenager mindset and teenager body and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's part of the reason why sometimes people take a long time to come out too, is they just, they physically, it, it takes that long to process, not only because it's traumatic and not only because people don't know and they're scared to talk about it, but they physically just couldn't process it and comprehend it. Mm-hmm. And so someone needs to kind of step up and let people know, like, that's not the normal when you're 15 and a 22 year old guy is hitting on you. That's not, that's not okay. You know, it's very illegal and very it's very illegal. wrong. It's and somebody's sister, somebody's daughter, somebody's granddaughter, yep. that person. Yeah. Yeah. The only good that can come of this is that victims feel it's okay to come forward. In my opinion, like that's the only good that can come from this. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking off air about this and this is not at all. Um, uh, this does not give creative license to do anything, mm-hmm. but. You, uh, to, to make a point about the older men and the younger women, this stuff's been going on since Elvis. Do you guys know how old Priscilla was when she Elvis? She was 13. Yeah, that was, yeah, and her dad's like, it's okay, you guys can hang out, that's fine. No, it's not. It's not okay. Um, but the, uh, it, this really sounds, and again, the, all this is alleged, and mm-hmm. all of it is alleged, but, mm-hmm. If I had any hindsight or any thought, it would be that this is a power situation. This Mm -hmm. is a Tommy Lee that has never been told no a day in their life. They signed a record deal at XYZ, 15, 16 years old, and all of a sudden they're the head of the company that is that band. And there is obviously some type of power struggle between the sound guy and the lead act. The uh, unless he may be the best, and he using that um, loosely, right? Unless the leader of that company uh, is mentally capable of knowing exactly what's going on and the position that they're in, it's very possible they're drunk with power, and that does not give anybody creative license. It doesn't. Um, I really hope that one people come forward and they do know that there are valuable resources because at this point, if it's happening with male. Male on male, female on female. I mean, if it's happening to everybody, uh, and even Terry Crews is getting his butt grabbed and he's like, this is not right. Um, I, I really feel that it's, I'm excited that, I'm not excited that it's happening to people, but I'm very excited that people get to fight and they get to advocate for their rights and to know that they're people and to know that they're valuable and to know that there shouldn't be a power dynamic in a conversation because at the end of the day, uh, we're all pushing this one thing together, and if you're not, then we got to recognize a scumbag, whatever gender they may be, and just get them out. <laughs> Bye. Hundred yeah. percent agree. Yeah. I think that that sums it up perfect. Yeah. Well done, yeah. guys. Yeah. Let's not forget either that it's not just Brendan, um, Brendan's situation that's come out this week or over the last couple weeks, but there's been some other bands. Uh, mm-hmm. Ali, I think you alluded to it earlier with. Paris, uh, one of their members, sleep on it. Simple plan with their touring guitarist. Oh, that's Um, right. There was allegations against the bassist of a day to remember, and that has never been addressed by the band or the bassist. So it's just so. All right, I think right now we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
you listen to our podcast, then you no doubt have a love for the rock, alternative, punk, and emo genres we cover. And with everything going on in the world today, it can be tough to stay up to date with all of the happenings in the scene. That's why we put together and send out a weekly newsletter to help keep you informed with all the major news from the music world we know and love, so you never have to miss an important update. Each newsletter will include exclusive newsletter-only content, the top trending news pieces from the previous week, all punked up specific news, random thoughts and rants from me, editor-in-chief and founder, curated weekly playlists, band spotlights, and much more. You can subscribe today by heading to allpunkedup.com forward slash subscribe. That's allpunkedup.com forward slash subscribe. And we are back. Um, so we're going to continue on with some news. Um, if you guys have been following uh, Blink-182 over the last couple of weeks, uh, you may have seen uh, some Matt Skiba leaving Blink-182 rumors floating around. If you've been following the releases of Blink-182, you may have also noticed that Matt Skiba wasn't featured or credited on those songs. It was Mark and Travis that were featured as Blink-182 on an Oliver Tree song. And then Blink released a new song called Quarantine that also didn't feature uh, Skiba. Um, it really wasn't until a uh, lyric video for Quarantine uh, came out that then you could see Skiba was like drawn in playing guitar and whatnot. So with all that going on, it obviously sent the Blink fans and media outlets into a little frenzy. I myself was hoping it was true and that Tom was coming back. But of course, I knew better. We've all been through this before. I was still hopeful, though. God, uh, I think, man, I love you, but you gotta let it go. I know. It, I know. It hurts. Holding hey, on to dear life hey, here. Hey, I think Skeep is great, but I just don't think Blink is Blink without Tom. And everyone who's who's listening can at me. DMs are available. Uh, I will say though that Mark did, however, confirm uh, after letting us all speculate for a few days. Uh, that Blink is indeed working on a new EP and that Skiba was working with John Feldman um, on his parts uh, for that upcoming EP. Hoppus also went on to say that uh, the reason Skiba wasn't on those songs was because he was taking quarantine seriously and didn't want to get out and record. So I think he was just being smart and you, you can't blame him for that. So, But I still was hoping for you know a little Tom DeLonge to come on back. Let's not forget about what Mark said on Animal Crossing, where it's possible within the somewhat near future, but that was like right when COVID hit kind of time before we realized how long COVID was going to last. So I don't think it's in the somewhat near couple years future anymore, but it might have been at one point in time. (laughs) Wait, was he referring to Tom coming back when he said that? He was referring to um, doing live shows with Tom as the lead singer of Blink again. I don't think he was referring to joining the band completely again, but he definitely was referring to some sort of live performances again. Ah, see, I didn't so, hear that one. Now I'm excited. No. That's clear. I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm sorry, they- I re-inspired okay. hope. <laughs> oh no! Look what you've done. I mean, you. it's definitely going to happen one day. Um, and I think I said it in the uh, first episode because there were blank rumors going on then. But I think the best time for Tom to come back, if if he comes back, will be when uh, Blink is inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
because some bands get the opportunity to perform at their induction ceremony. And I think Blink deserves the right to play because of what they've accomplished in their career and how many doors they've opened. And I think it would only be fitting for Tom to be playing guitar, Tom to be singing, and Skiba to be in the crowd cheering them on. I mean, I think what they, I mean, this is the way I would see it go down personally. If they did perform, I would think that, like, they've obviously had, like, a phase with Skiba and a phase with, you know, Tom. So I sure. think, and they've produced, they've produced music that people love. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying that people love in both phases of, you know, Blink's career. I think what would be cool is if, like, what they did was have Matt maybe start, like, playing with them, and then Matt be like, ladies and gentlemen, Tom DeLong, and then, like, Tom comes out, and they, like, sub out, you know, like, they get a ref, and they just sub out. Hey, that would be an epic performance, and an epic idea, I think. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I think that would, that's how I would want it to go down personally. Of course, I'm not in charge of that, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll just wait and see what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Someone yep. needs to put Tyler in charge of that. Oh, it would be a done deal. So, Bailey had an interesting question that he brought up during our ad break. He asked us, what has been your favorite like performance since, like, during the pandemic? Obviously, a lot of musicians have, you know, turned to using... Social media, Twitch included, as a means to perform for their fans. Um, and a lot of people have been doing live studio sessions as well. So what has been your favorite quarantine performance from a band? I think so. for me, if we're going to go with performance, I really liked Post Malone's Nirvana tribute concert. I thought it was amazing. I tuned in not expecting much, but I was... I was surprised. I thought everybody involved did such a great job. I really enjoyed that performance. When Dave so check that out and yeah. says like you did well. Oh yeah, right. Felt that you you did well. Yeah, when when Dave Grohl says you did a good job, he I mean you definitely did a good job. Absolutely. I think it yep. does also silence a lot of folks for their um, auto tune conversations and the lack of talent. And this guy's just posted. Uh, wow, that was a, a weird slip of the tongue that he's being propped up by a label and, and he doesn't have talent, but the guy's got chops and he can do whatever he wants at this point. He has a creative freedom uh, within reason, not to be a dirtbag, to call back to a previous conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't want that guy to be a dirtbag, but he mm-hmm. has creative license to work with whoever he would like to. That's the mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about you guys? What do you think for your performances? The first one that comes to mind is Super American. They're a amazing band, and I want to see them live so bad. We did. I did a video interview with them a couple months ago, and it was with it was a live session with Quiet Country Radio. So, but I'll put. We should definitely put the link for that live session in the description box below. Definitely, because <laughs> it's just so good. I think for me. Um, I couldn't really like pick one performance per se because a lot of my favorite bands were going on almost every week and like doing like even just like one quick song or just one member of the band was on. 
Um, but one of my favorite things that has come out of this was Grayscale's Live from the Barbershop Studios EP. Those videos weren't live, but they did such an amazing job at bringing like those jazz influences into their songs. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it felt like a completely new song to me, but it felt also so familiar. Um, and I wanted to just like give Grayscale huge props for that because that's been on repeat since the day that EP came out. That's yeah. awesome. I definitely need to check that out because I haven't. I haven't heard it yet, and I like Grayscale. Oh, and the video is so awesome. Bailey, what about you, man? I'm going to be greedy. I've got two, but they're all over the place. It was your question, so you can be greedy. I know. It's weird. Uh, this is going to be a throwback. Uh, Silverstein presents Quarantine. Oh, I love that. Documentary, concert from home. It was like a full-length movie. It was 20 minutes long. I loved it. Uh, and then the other one was Alanis Morissette's performance on Jimmy Fallon, A Blaze. Oof, I'm a parent, and that just that knocked me out. Uh, if you haven't had the chance to see that, they're all playing quarantine from different locations. And Alanis Morissette is singing with her daughter in her hands, and the song is about her daughter and her son. Aww. And her daughter gets to sing during the chorus, and it is just, oh, I... It's, That's so wholesome. Uh, it's uh, it's to quote Hamilton, uh, I'm undone. Like when you smile, my son, I am undone. But I got. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out too. Alanis is one of the best. Well, if you for sure have time, she was just on um, uh, Dax podcast, and she really goes into how the industry tried to chew her up, and how she's very excited about being a parent. And only letting certain people into her world and being a role model. And I don't think there's enough of that right now. I think there's a lot of like me, 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 me in front of this camera. Mm -hmm. And not there aren't a lot of people that are as honest. I mean, we're talking at the beginning of the show about how uh, influential social media can be. But behind the curtain, it's a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just you're only seeing the highlights. No, really. I want to hear from the people that have walked through the dumpster fire and they're still here uh, Mm -hmm. so I can learn from them. And uh, it's really inspiring. All right, guys, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play the album age game. So come back and play along. All right, guys, let's play the album age game. So I'm going to name an album, and you're going to tell me how old it turned or how old it will be turning this year. Oh, God. You guys ready? So I'm going to name the album, and we're going to go one by one. You're just going to guess and tell me how old you think it's going to be turning or how old it is currently. I'm going to say this right now. I am future Allie. I am very disappointed in you Um, (laughs) because I know you're not going to do all of this. We're going to do the closest without going over uh, wins. Okay. 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 All right. First album. Oasis's debut album, Definitely Maybe. How old will it be turning on August 30th? Oh, wait. No. Wait. Okay, wait. Wait. That album came out the year I was born. Wait. That's, that's this is going to be 26. I'm sure I know the year. Well, no, I know that because it's, uh, it's, it was like the year I was, it's the year I was born. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's so you're confident that it's 26. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be 26. Well, Julia? yeah. I was going to say 28, but Allie seems really confident. So I just might copy her answer. <laughs> All right. So 26, 26. Bailey? 
I, I don't math. I'm an art, but I think it was 1990. Oh, I don't math either. The only I reason I know this is because it was the year I was born. All right. And the correct answer is it was released August 30th, 1994, and it will be turning 26 this year. Hell so, yeah. You are right. Nice. Okay. I'm, that's the only one I'm getting. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I would have gotten that right. Next album. Here we go. Green Day's Insomniac. How old will it turn on October 10th? Twenty. Mm, All right. So Ali says twenty. I don't. No, wait. No, twenty is wrong. All right. We're just gonna go with twenty because I it's a round number. There we go. All right. Julia. Twenty-three. Bailey. Twenty-seven, Bob. Twenty-seven. The correct answer is Green Day's Insomniac will be turning twenty-five as it was released October tenth, nineteen ninety-five. So Julia gets that one because she didn't go over, right? Yes. Nice. Yes. Go, Julia. Okay, so this one is an absolute classic. Nirvana's Nevermind will be turning what on September twenty-fourth. Um, that came out before I was born, right? Yeah, 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 question mark. Um. You got a great poker face there, uh, Tyler. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say that's going to be turning 28. 29. Okay, 28. 29, 29, 29. Going with 29. All yeah. right. I'll go with 31. Maybe. 1994, Bob. 1994. So it's turning how old then? I don't math. 94. Okay. <laughs> that would be 26, I think. Right, Allie? <laughs> Is yeah, that how old 26. you are? <laughs> That's how old I am. All right. Allie got it again. Hell 29. Yeah. It will be turning 29 on September 24th. Nice. I am so proud of myself. Okay. I take That's back called back a hustler. She walks in. I'm not going to do very well, guys. I'm I know. Like, I was thinking the same I thing. I so bad the last game, okay? I only got, like, one right. I felt like I had to take away, like... <laughs> my proverbial emo card or something. It was just so bad. Yeah, it was Julia, so I think Julia uh, ran away with that one. Yeah, no, yeah, Julia won that round. She, like, killed it. All right, album number four. We're doing five. So, album number four. Blink-182's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was released on June 12th. How old did it turn this year? I don't know why I'm asking questions. I know you're not going to answer. <laughs> um <laughs> I say I have all three copies, just just so we're clear. Uh, so should Bailey answer first? No. Yeah, three. Bailey answer first, so I can. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, always ladies first. Absolutely. Oh, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I feel like it's '97. I, for whatever reason, I feel like that album came out in '97. So I'm gonna say, I don't know, '23. Is that how old people are when they're born in '93? Or 97, excuse me, 97. Are they like 23 or something? Yeah, Maybe. that sounds right. Yeah. Or I'm going to say 23. Yeah. yeah, if you're born in 97, you're 23. You're okay, gonna be. I don't math. I All right, so Ali says 23. How old, Julia, do you think Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is? I'm like torn between like somewhere between like 19 and 23. So I'm just going to go with 19 to shoot low. Shoot okay, low. Bailey. And I, again, I don't math, Bob, but I can tell you that Live at the Mark Tom and Travis show came out in the summer of 2000. 
I can also tell you that Take Off Your Pants and Jacket came off, came off, came, came off. out <laughs> in 2001. That's uh, what I thought. Is, so, it, is that right? I don't math. 2001. Somebody... Yes. Um, yes. Julia and Bailey got it right. So it's 19. <laughs> okay. I can't believe that album is 19. Man. What came out in 97 that. from Blink? Now I need to know. That was Buddha. Or excuse me. Uh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Ranch. I apologize. Dude Ranch, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Flyswatter, Buddha, Cheshire Cat. We could do it if you want to. How far <laughs> rabbit hole you want to go? You want to talk about the unauthorized uh, records? We can do that, too. I got that kind of talk. <laughs> so, Allie's got two right. Julia, you have... How many do you have right? Just two, two also. Two. Yeah. Bailey, you need this one, I think. All right. He needs You're it to be a three-way tie. Don't need any. Yeah, and he could he could come through on this one. All right. Some 41's All Killer No Filler was released on May 8th. How old did it turn this year? Some 41's All Killer No Filler. How old did it turn this year? So it either came out in... I drank a lot in my 20's. I drank a lot in my 20's. It was either 01, 03, or 04. I'm trying to figure it out. I think it was... I think it was... I don't think it was 01. You don't think so? No, I don't know why... I just remember being, because I was six in 01, and I don't feel like that was a thing, like, that, like, happened. I listen to that album a lot, and I know I see the year on it all the time. What is it? It's more than 20. I know that. Mm, Bailey, you go first. We went first last time. All right, so I have to go through chronologically, and in doing that, I can put myself having that CD for the summer alongside Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. But I do believe that it came after Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. So I would have to say I'm going to stick with 2001. Mm. You see, I feel like I should... I feel like I... Damn. Julie, I feel like we should get on board with I'm, I'm Bailey. pretty Because you I also feel said like... a one... I feel like it's 01 or like 03, maybe. I was a baby when that came out. I was in diapers. I was in elementary school trying not to eat crayons. I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. Okay, that's a lie. I never ate crayons. Uh, that was not a thing I did. It was only paste. No, I didn't do that either. I like didn't have like there was this Play-Doh? kid next to me that would like eat glue. <laughs> And I just never, it was, it looked disgusting to me. So I like never had the inclination as a child to like do that kind of stuff. It was just like, oh, no, thank you. I had a teacher, um, had a student, and she said, lunch is over, honey. And it just walked away. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go um, at 17 years old. I'm going to go at 2003. I love how invested you are right now. This is exciting. I just, I, I've never won a game. We've only done the games twice, I know that. But, like, I just never won. She's on the cusp. I need to redeem myself, on, okay? Allie. Oh, I think either me or Bailey has the right answer, possibly. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm, like, trying to deliberate. All right, now I'm going to go in the middle of the two of you. I'm going to say 2002. I'm going to say it's 18. All right. We have a three-way tie because Bailey... Got it right. It was released in really? 2001, uh, making it the 19. In my hand. 
year of high school. That song jumped on the boat. The tiebreaker will be on the next episode. Okay, fine. That means all, all right. of us have to show up next time. Yes. I'll be there. Absolutely. All right, guys, that'll do it. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. Help support us by liking, subscribing, and following this channel. Tell your friends and spread the word. We're on all major podcast streaming platforms, so follow or subscribe there as well. So thanks again, and remember, spread love. Peace. <laughs>